You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The recent film Don't Look Up, about a giant comet on a collision course with Earth, has sparked a lot of conversation in the past few months. So what better time to talk about another movie about a giant rock headed to destroy our planet? No, not that movie. No, not that one either. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for February 23rd, the day Meteor Apocalypse premiered in 2010. It's a given in Hollywood that when you put out a disaster movie, there's going to be a similar one right around the corner. Dante's Peak and Volcano, The Core and Day After Tomorrow, and of course, Deep Impact and Armageddon. But it's not always just the big studios trying to cash in on that disaster dime. Smaller studios targeting a made-for-TV market have used apocalyptic scenarios as their bread and butter for years, and such is the case with Meteor Apocalypse. Though unlike those other films where the nations try to destroy the giant space rock with nukes in the last act of the film, that's how Meteor Apocalypse opens, with scientists trying to blast a comet out of the sky. Unfortunately, it only breaks the comet into smaller pieces that start impacting the surface. The twist is, the comet is really just a Trojan horse of sorts, carrying a deadly pathogen which taints the water supply, and people dying from that illness becomes the main concern, with murderous space rocks taking on more of a secondary cameo role. Our main hero David, a scientist, ends up separated from his family, and teams up with Lynn, a stranger suffering from the illness, and they have to work together to find a cure and find David's quarantined family while avoiding meteor strikes and Mad Max-like ATV gangs. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But surprisingly, for a schlocky, direct-to-video movie, there's a couple of notable names in the cast, and some darkly serendipitous set dressing. More on that in a few. To appropriately set your expectations for the kind of movie this is, I need to point out that Meteor Apocalypse is produced by The Asylum, known for films like Sharknado and Snakes on a Train. But surprisingly, Meteor Apocalypse is also a co-production with Faith Films, quote, dedicated to creating exciting films that honestly portray subjects, themes, and people of faith, unquote. Though aside from a bit of scriptural advice from a pastor when our heroes hole up in a church, There's not much of a religious overtone to the film, end of times notwithstanding. But the point is, Meteor Apocalypse is exactly the kind of low-budget, corny special effects movie you're already picturing. Which honestly is probably why a pathogen is the main culprit, because it's a lot cheaper to deal with an invisible virus than to keep animating explosions. So, we're not talking Oscar material here. But admittedly, there are some actors doing their best with what they've been given, Our hero scientist is played by Joe Lando of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman fame, and his wife is played by Babylon 5's own Claudia Christian, who is unfortunately woefully underused, really only bookending the film. But for all of the rough CGI that actors sometimes forget to react to, there is some scenery that looks particularly convincing for a very good reason. You see, just outside L.A. is Singing Springs, a movie ranch. Basically, literally a ranch that studios shoot movies and TV shows at. And in 2009, they had several projects lined up. When a massive California wildfire called The Station Fire tore through, devastating the property. So the owners had to call up all these production houses they had lined up 
to cancel with all of them, unless, half-jokingly, they had a post-apocalyptic film ready to shoot. Luckily for Singing Springs, The Asylum was one of those calls, and they quickly switched gears to shoot Meteor Apocalypse there, giving the final third of the film an awfully authentic look. Okay, now that we've covered Meteor Apocalypse, I think we're good on apocalypses. I promise you, you won't have to hear another Sci-Fi 5 episode about a movie with a giant meteor coming to destroy the Earth for a good long while. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for February 23rd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.